This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Storm Center. Here's your host, Langston Johnson. Welcome back to the Storm Center football pregame show. I'm your host, Langston Johnson, being joined, as always, by John Kay and this week's special guest, Dylan Dowling, a.k.a. Cheese. How are you guys doing this week? Pretty good. Confused why the lights are on when we got this nice neon sign back here. Yeah, so for those of you who have never seen our studio before, it just got just got revamped they painted it and now we have a bright fluorescent neon tea behind john over there and um yeah i just turned them on because we always do we're big time now yeah i guess i guess technically we don't need them on but i just i just kind of did so big time yeah yeah i like dylan how are you doing this week how's practice going good it's going smooth going smooth recording this on a friday so one more, one more day to a first home game. You guys excited? Everyone, Very. everyone jacked up. Oh, campus is excited. Yeah, yeah, it's, and this is energetic. That's yeah. the only way to describe everybody, yeah. I guess. Yeah, I mean, like I live off campus, and so sometimes I feel like I'm away from everything, but I'm still like I still feel the excitement from everybody on campus. It's I mean, hard you guys to have, had, yeah, you guys have had two games away, so now and sitting at two and zero. And everyone's like really excited, really, really jacked up for you guys. I don't and think it's just campus. I think it's like the whole town. Probably that's you. excited because it's they have obviously there's a high school team here too, but college is just a different beast. And it's being a college town, I feel like it's the whole town's fired up more so than just campus. Yeah, I would. I mean, I would. I would definitely agree. This game's about to be packed. Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be. It's definitely going to be packed. So we go into week three, as football team is sitting at a solid, solid two and zero. As we talked about after a thirty-five to twenty win at Bluffton last week. Um, John, you want to take us through the offense? How the offense did last week? Yeah, nothing out of the norm. Being two and zero, forty-three pass yards for the week, two hundred twenty-seven rushing yards. Still the whole ground and pound. Attack five out of ten on third down. Uh, Brandon Winters was five and nine for forty-three yards, one touchdown, one interception. Our guest Dylan Dowling, fifteen carries, ninety yards, a touchdown. Zane Kirby had eleven carries for sixty-seven yards and a touchdown. His first rushing touchdown of his career, second career touchdown. Brandon Winters, eleven carries, fifty-five yards. Alex Price had four carries for nineteen yards and his first career touchdown. Seth Boggs had two catch two catches for twelve yards. Jacob Chesney had a catch for seven yards and a touchdown. And yeah, that's the offense. Did good. I didn't get to watch the game, unfortunately, but still putting up really good numbers, which is exactly what we expect from this team. Even though we're missing Lamar and Jeffrey Barnett from last year, this team just is picking it up. Guys are stepping up and that's huge. Yeah, I obviously you talked about uh not having Lamar from last year and we have the guy right here that is that is taking his place. So one of the things I definitely wanted to ask you was um, obviously having not having Lamar here. Um, there's a different type of pressure that so whoever took a spot, whoever is going to be, if it was you, you know, no matter who it was, um, 
there's going to be a pressure. And so do you do you feel that at all? Is that something that, that you kind of feel on your shoulders from everybody? Or is it something that you that you don't even really pay attention to? I mean, yeah, it definitely goes both ways because Lamar was a f- outstanding, phenomenal athlete and very exciting to watch. And we're just two completely different styles of running backs. But, uh, yeah, there's some pressure because I feel like I'm supposed to, you know, kind of – live up to that and produce the same amount of effort and bring to the table what he brought to the table. But at the same time, I also know that I'm nowhere near Lamar Carswell. And I know that the fans, it's nothing that I can do that they haven't seen already or that's going to impress them. So that takes a lot of the pressure off and allows me to just focus and just play downhill football and just pick up as many yards as I can for the team. Yeah, you mentioned playing downhill football, and that is that's kind of the opposite of what Lamar did. We got used to Lamar, you know, last year. That we had uh, Tristan Edwards on here last week, and he was talking about that sometimes one of the problems with having Lamar back there was you just kind of never knew where Lamar was going to go. He said, he, you know, you could have a, a run going to the right, and all of a sudden he's bouncing it back the other way and the line had no idea. And he said, definitely said one of the things that he likes about having you in the backfield is he knows exactly where you're going to go and it makes it easier for them. So looking over at the defense, um, definitely wanted to give a big shout-out. Simeon Washington was named the defensive, uh, defensive player of the week last week in the whole MIAA. Um, so far in the season, he has 19 total tackles, three sacks, and six tackles for loss. And last week, just last week, he had 10 tackles, four tackles for losses, and three sacks. So, big shout-out to Simeon. I mean, he's an absolute tank. Dog. I, I know I mention it all the time on here. I mean, he's I mean, he's the absolute – I mean, he's a beast. So, that's one of the things. How is it – so, when you guys go against the defense in practice, I know you guys don't go against him very, very much, um, but – how how is that just kind of navigating through knowing that Simeon and having Trey Richardson also on the line are two of the best in the conference? Um, so how is that – does it make it a little bit easier during games just knowing that those two guys are sitting right in front of you and if you can get around them, if you can go through them, you can go through anybody? Uh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, our defense is one of the best, if not the best, in the conference. And – it gives our offense a huge edge going against our defense all week because we know that we're not going to face anybody. If we can put up with them and face them, we can put up with and face anybody that comes our way. Our front seven, especially our linebacker core, they're very, very talented and very hard to stop. Also, shout out to Trey, Rich- Trey Richardson. He's a beast. And good luck stopping him because yeah. he's very strong and very fast. And and you definitely see that on the defensive stats. Um, Bluffton was 5-17 of 17 on third downs, threw three interceptions, and was sacked eight times. I talked about Simeon. He led in tackles, obviously had ten tackles, four tackles for loss, and three sacks. Um, junior Jared Bilchek, which is a name that I haven't got to say yet, so shout out to him, had seven tackles. And second on the team, and sophomore Damian Balker, also a name that I haven't got to say before, so shout out to him, had six tackles and had two interceptions. Trey Richardson had four tackles, including two sacks, and last week's guest, Gerald Little, a.k.a. G. Little, had three tackles and half a sack. So the defense played really well. Um, You know, we kind of – Gerald was on here last week talking about he'd be surprised if they got more than three. 
they got a little bit more than three, but I still think that the defense played really well, and the offense definitely, definitely helped him out by scoring a bunch of points. So now we kind of look get a chance to look ahead at the Thunder's next game against Concordia, Wisconsin, who is also sitting at 2-0. and But we are a biased podcast here, so we like to say that there's a little bit of an asterisk on their 2-0. and um, They have one of their wins is against a Finlandia team that we always know is – Always not very good, and that's one of their wins. So part of part of me does not want to count that as like a oh you know that's a huge huge win for them. Um, what are you guys doing this week to kind of prepare for them on offense and what you've seen from the defense? We're preparing for this team just as we would prepare for any other team. Uh, our coach is embedded assignment football into our heads so we know that if we all just play assignment football and do our jobs and let our athletes make plays in big situations that the rest will just take care of itself yeah that's one of the things that that Gerald talked about last week was just do your job do your job as long as as long as everyone does their job you know the outcome will be right so I mean definitely the coaches must be putting that straight into your guys's head um as far as the offense goes um they're putting up putting up decent numbers obviously they have 38 points 31 points uh in their two games and averaging about 380 yards per game so they're definitely putting up offense but um like i said i mean one of their games was against a bad finlandia team and um i mean they have two solid wins obviously the point margin they've john so obviously you're going to talk about the amount of points they've given up on the year but um I don't know. I, they, they have a solid offense, so it definitely is going to be up to our defense to hold them to significantly less than what they've been averaging on the season. John, what do you got on their defense? Uh, defense, obviously you talked about playing Finlandia, not the greatest team in the world. But through two games, they've given up, they're averaging 80, giving up 89.5 total yards per game, which is crazy to think about. 77 of those passing, 12.5 rushing. They've only given up seven points on the season through two games. Uh, if you can do the math, that's three and a half points per game. A very good defense, good defensive team through the first two games. But again, as you talked about, Finlandia, not a great team. We'll see them later in the year. But nonetheless, I mean, you still have to have a good defense to put up these numbers, even if it is against a team like Finlandia. While they're... I mean, obviously, I have faith in our offense that they won't get held to, the, to these numbers, but still going to be a really good battle, as you talked about, two, two very, very similar teams in us and Concordia. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I'm excited to see. Obviously, we talked about it's the first home game of the year. I'm definitely, I'm, I'm absolutely jacked to see what, what we can come out and do. Um, question, Dylan. You have had quite the travel through through the Trine football program. Uh, I know there's I know there's a nice nice little article about you, um, just talking about how you started came here, started off as a tight end. Didn't even mention that you were that you started off as quarterback, which I didn't even know until we got the chance to talk about it before we even started rolling. But um, went from tight end to linebacker, and now you're the starting running back and. Through two games, 39 rushes, 182 yards, and four touchdowns, and three of them coming in, uh, coming in the Manchester game alone. So, what what was that journey like? What was that like to go and play all those different positions? 
Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you said it yourself. Most people don't know, but I actually came here and was recruited as a quarterback. And before camp was over, had been moved to tight end, played a season at tight end, uh, transitioned over and played outside linebacker the next year. Uh, I was more of a rural player my first couple of years and played offensive scout team at running back and receiver. And that's kind of how the idea sprouted of me being a running back. But I mean, I played all the positions in high school, so it really wasn't too much new material to me, just new learning the offense and the defense and the pace of college football. You talked about being on scout team and playing running back on scout team, and that's kind of how the idea was born of you playing running back. I think that's crazy. Like, the amount of – I mean, that just shows the dedication that you have to the game going out. Even though you're a tight end, they go, hey, we need a scout team running back, and you just jump in, and then here you are two years later as the starting running back. I mean, that's just phenomenal. That's a part of do your job, try to make people better, even though you're in a spot where, you, you know, you said you're kind of used to because you played everywhere in, in high school. But that's just that's an awesome journey, and that's not a not a journey that many people get through. Like, was there any at any time going through that? Was there any like love lost for the game? You know, switching around, maybe not getting PT like you wanted. Is there any time you're like, man, is this even worth it? Oh yeah, most definitely. At times, I felt very selfish and wanted to see the field more than what I was seeing it. But I mean, eventually. God and I talked it over and decided that it was best if I just waited out, and here I am. Yeah. From how – so from playing, obviously you played a little bit of defense. Is that helping you now? Like going from playing, you know, playing as a linebacker to now running back, which are two positions that meet all the time. Um, is that is that something that, that has helped you out, just knowing how the defense plays or, you know, the different type of things going on on defense? Has that helped you out? Yeah, I mean, a little bit. It helped me understand more of, like, the defensive scheme and more of what the defensive's overall goal, especially at linebacker, would be. And so f from a running back standpoint, that, that has helped some. And knowing where to be and who's scraping over, who's feeling well, or where the linebacker is going to go. And I've also been able to pick up on different – body languages from different types of players such as when they're going to blitz and not blitz and sometimes you can distinguish the coverage that they're going to be in but yeah it's definitely definitely helped that's awesome i i, I mean i for sure know if i kept moving positions kept changing what i was doing i don't know how much i would want to stick it out so i could only imagine you know but and then it worked out you're sitting in a really nice position sitting at 2-0 and on your way to hopefully a, a third here in the first opening home game. John, you know what time it is. Are you ready? No, never ready for yeah, scores. Yeah, that is true. Never ready never, for Never scores. ready for scores. Here we go. Everyone back home, we're picking scores. John, you always first. You go first. I think it's going to be a really tough game. Two similar, similar teams in play style. Two tough defenses. Um... I really want to say like 17-10, but I think it'll be a little more high scoring than that. I'm going to go with, oh man, go 28-24 trying. I think it's going to be kind of close. I got faith in everybody, but I mean, it's two talented teams. Um, with little explanation, I'm going 31-21. I think it'll be a close game. Um, but I think it'll also be, I think it'll also be a little high scoring. Um, 
So with very little explanation from me, I'm I'm going 31-21. Oh, I get a say in this. Hey, if you, you want if to. you want to put a score in, let's let's hear it. I have faith in both sides of the ball, and I also am more along the lines of 31-21. There you I believe go. that our defense is going to come out to play, and our playmakers on both sides of the ball are going to make plays. There you go. 31-21. There we go. He's got. He's going with me. So. Aren't, I got aren't a you special? I got a little bit more confidence in my pick. We picked we, we pick pretty close scores this week. Yeah, we did pick pretty close scores, but that's, that's all right. Okay. All right, that is going to do it. Week three, everyone make sure you get out to the game. Starts at 1 o'clock, right? Yep, 1 o'clock start out on the out on the football field. Got the new turf. Looks absolutely gorgeous. Soft. Soft. Very soft. Yeah. It looks soft. It looks soft. It looks, it looks great. Everyone make sure you get out. Game starts at one o'clock. If you can't make the game, watch the live stream. You get to listen to listen to me and uh, Andy Brown do the game. Yeah, quick shout out to Andy Brown, our new play-by-play guy. You hear him doing basketball and football, especially. But he will be, I think he said he's even doing a hockey game every once in a while. So, gonna be all over the place. Yeah. So, quick shout out to Andy Brown. All right, I think we're good. John, plug. Plug it. Plug an Instagram. Try and Storm Center. You already know. There we go. Uh, send in send in fan questions. If you want to ask our guest for the next week, we'll try to, as soon as we know the guest, we'll let you guys know. If you want to send in questions, ask away. Fire away. We'll take any questions that we can. Yeah. Dylan, plug your Twitter. Twitter, at Afro underscore man 32. There we go. On top of that, for those of you Thunder fans who plan on attending the game, I'm no weatherman, but I suggest you wear a weather coat because there's a 100% chance of severe thunderstorms in Angola Saturday afternoon. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, oh, that's all right. phenomenal. All right. I'm out of here. We're ending on that. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.